Welcome to Mission Sunlight Chat from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. We are here in our studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, in the United States of America. I just want to welcome you wherever you might be listening or watching from around the world. My name is Christopher Beeson, and our Director of Production and Engineering today is Jordan Wagner. Mission Sunlight Chat is a nonprofit Christian media production, so if you would like to know more, you can visit us at missionsunlight.org, and if you want to give, you can click Donate there. We appreciate whatever you would like to do for this work. One more thing before we get into today's program, we want to touch more lives for Jesus, to share the story of Jesus, to spread the truth as it is in Jesus. So if you can't share your time, your prayer, or your monies, would you please share the link to today's program with a friend or even an enemy? Post it on your social media, text it to a friend right now, even snail mail it if you want. Share Mission Sunlight Chat today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to introduce our guest today, Natalie Wood from... Jesus for Asia. Natalie, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a privilege. Before we get started, would you open us with a word of prayer? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning and we ask for your spirit to be here to guide our words and our conversation and to bless those that are listening. Father, we most of all want you to have all the glory. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Natalie, tell us who you are and What's this thing called Jesus for Asia? Well, I'm Natalie Wood, and my husband and I are the co-founders of Jesus for Asia, but really it was God that founded Jesus for Asia. And so we give him all the all the credit, all the glory. Um, it was his leading and guidance that caused Jesus for Asia to come into being. Mm-hmm. So um, short summary, we've been in ministry since 2005, and um, we work now in eight countries that we can talk about and several that we don't sure um, for good reasons and um, so we have a variety of work we have missionaries doing media we have local missionaries doing media we have bible workers we have evening schools we have um, children's home and just various things that we do um, to help get the gospel out to help people with humanitarian needs feeding programs those kinds of things Um, that we do. We also work with schools. Some of the reasons you might not be able to talk about specific areas or regions you're working in, would that be religious persecution, communism? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Both of those things. Okay. Anything else that kind of causes some challenges in certain regions? Um, Mostly it's that they, uh, there are anti-conversion laws, those kinds of things. And you can get in a lot of trouble for even sharing the blessings that God has given you in your life. So, so, Proselyting is a very careful tightrope in some places around the world. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned um, some of the things that Jesus for Asia is doing, and you have a colleague here with you today, um, another Natalie, and she was just sharing with me before we were uh, recording that uh, you have these these camps. What is that about? Yeah, we call it faith camp, and it's not really a camp in most of the places where we go. Um, because it's local churches, mm-hmm. but there are a couple of places where people actually come and camp. Okay. Um, and we bring missionaries from the field and they share their stories. Um, there's very few places now today where missionaries can share their stories. And so we provide that kind of avenue for people to be able to share the challenges, the blessings, the things they're learning in the mission field, and to encourage others to get involved because God has a place for everyone in his work, whether it's overseas or not, we all have a part to play. And we try to encourage others to pray and ask God what they should be doing for his work. And so it's, it's just kind of, yeah, encouraging people to know God by faith, to walk with him by faith and to let him lead their lives by faith. 
So I want to point out to people that we've also had your husband, John, on the program. Uh, we recorded him live at ASI in the big exhibit hall, mm-hmm. um, one of our on-location uh, recordings. And John described the experience of you and he and your conviction to begin with God, uh, Jesus for Asia, back in uh, the conviction started before, but in 2005, kind of mm-hmm. founding it there. So I want to turn people to just check out that program. John's name is spelled J-O-N. Correct. So if they're searching on our uh, podcast, they can uh, look for that. Uh, John Wood uh, to hear a little more history about Jesus for Asia. But what if you had to if you had to tell somebody what your main what the main thing of Jesus for Asia is? Give it give it to me in a nutshell. What do, what do you do? We do whatever the Lord leads us to do to prosper his gospel in this world because time is short and also to reconnect his church with missions because many people in the church today believe that the work's almost done. We're just waiting for Jesus to come. And so we have an excuse to sit and do nothing while millions are perishing without the gospel. Amen. That's powerful. Your uh, title is Jesus for Asia, but you're doing a lot of work outside of Asia with, with things like faith camps. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really a global ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the name is Jesus for Asia because 57% of the world's population live in Asia. Mm-hmm. More people live in Asia than anywhere else, you know, everywhere else in the world combined. And also most of the unreached people groups, they say up to 90% of the unreached people groups in the world today live also in Asia. So there's a good um, reason to work there. You know, it's interesting, um, as we travel around the world for Mission Sunlight, this is just anecdotal, obviously don't have a study behind it, but uh, anecdotally, when we travel in places like countries in South America, Central America, or even across the African continent, we find um, that many of those individuals have some connection to work or ministry in Asia still. So Asia definitely touches so many facets of ministry around the world. Mm -hmm. So the work that you're doing does have global implications because it's a good chance that something you're doing is touching something that others are doing from other continents and countries. We praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Yeah. We also have a TV channel, Mission TV. Okay. That's been running since 2009. And we play mission stories. We play videos and, and movies about mission or missionaries. Um, we try to challenge people, of course, to to seek God's will. So. so many of our Mission Sunlight guests we have some connection with as a ministry. Network 7 Media Center as our umbrella ministry over Mission Sunlight and C4 Media Mission School and Mission Sunlight Chat. Um, there are a lot of connections that we have. Our connection with Jesus for Asia in the past um, has been some of your programs we have shared as bonus features on our Mission Sunlight uh, 13th Sabbath offering DVD or download. Um, and so our audience shouldn't be um, surprised to hear the name Jesus for Asia because we have connected. And that's one of the things that I think is important for people to know about. Maybe you'd like to share a little bit about Jesus for Asia isn't an entity unto itself. It has partners and partnerships with uh, ministries and organizations too in order to do the work that it does. Right. Yes. We work with the church everywhere we can. By the um, church, you mean the Seventh-day Adventist Seventh church. Day Adventist we have some church, listeners who correctly. or viewers who aren't Adventists, so they might not right. know who the church is. So Sorry. That's okay. Sorry. I should have referred to it correctly. But anyway, they, um, yeah, so everywhere the 
church is working, the Adventist church is working, we try to work with the Adventist church because our goal is to build up the Adventist church. Amen. Our goal is not to detract or, or separate in any way. And so like in India, we pay our workers, the most of them through the division there of the Adventist church. And okay. so we work very closely with church leadership, with training our Bible workers and things like that. And, um, enabling them to hire pastors for areas where there aren't any mm-hmm. and to keep churches open in places where there's not a pastor to go there. So, um, we work closely with the church there and then there's other foundations that we work with in other areas, but, um, we work closely with the church in several areas in the Philippines as well. And, um, in the Th- in Thailand. And so it's like, we, t- we do our best to enable the local church leadership there to broaden the, the work mm-hmm. there because there's so many areas in the world where the, the funding is so low. And so that's one of the ways that we try to come alongside is to bring additional funding where needed to some of these areas. Okay. You've mentioned a few things I want to come back to, but we're going to take a break. Just a reminder, missionsunlight.org is a place where you can learn more. It's mission sunlight, S O N L I G H T missionsunlight.org. And you can give there or shoot us an email with your comments too. Please share today's program link or the entire podcast with a friend by text, social media, even by email. Take a moment right now and share it with someone. We'll be back more with mission sunlight chat. Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. Our guest today, Natalie Wood from Jesus for Asia. Natalie, thanks again for being here. Um, You were talking before we took the break about um, the partnership that Jesus for Asia has. Um, I want to stop briefly there. I um, have watched so many great uh, ministries, lay ministries, uh, that are supporting the Seventh-day Adventist Church work. And so much of the work in Asia, particularly, I have noticed, is happening because of that partnership, um, the the staff are trained, the staff are uh, resourced by our lay ministries, and then come along and work with the church to get them in places where the church identifies the need. They don't have funding for a worker, or they don't have funding, um, and and so there are several ministries there that are connected to this load sharing idea to ensure that we are sharing the gospel, particularly in this 1040 window area. Um, How crucial do you see that for finishing the work? Oh, it's vital. We all have to work together. There can't be one over another, Mm -hmm. you know, or one better than another or anything like that, because there's so much need out there. So many millions and millions of people that haven't had an opportunity to hear the good news yet. Uh, We just have to work together. Uh, a moment ago, you said Jesus for Asia was was very committed to supporting the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Uh, to just clarify that a little bit, 
your goal in supporting the Seventh-day Adventist Church is, of course, to be sharing the three angels' messages and right. uh, getting us home with Jesus. Correct. And taking absolutely. as many people as are interested in going with us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're trying to make friends for eternity. I can see in your smile that you love Jesus. Mm. Praise the Lord. Maybe you haven't always been that way. Tell us a little bit about your journey from your youth. Okay, well, I grew up actually Adventist, mm -hmm. but my family was more culturally Adventist, mm -hmm. I should say. I mean, we believed in Jesus and, and those kinds of things, but it wasn't like a personal journey for me. And so it wasn't until well after John and I got married that it became a personal journey for me. We went to church for years, and then there was a time when we didn't go to church for a little while. And then we reconnected. And this was at a church in, um, in Eugene, Oregon, mm -hmm. actually. And there was an older couple that were retired and they, they were a lot of fun. They were very friendly and they invited us to their house over and over and over again. And, um, so we would join them for Sabbath lunch and we would join them for just any time. And, um, they were what they were running what they called a tucking ministry. They specialized in tucking people into the church. Mm. So befriending people with the goal of helping them to understand that they were very wanted, very needed in the church. And most of those of us that they tucked in like that are still in the church today. And so it was, it was vital. They became like spiritual parents to us and so many hours of Bible study and fun and laughter around their table and and those kinds of things just brought us brought us closer to them but also showed us Jesus in a in a personal way and so after that and along those same in that same time frame we started both of us started kind of studying more and things like that but it wasn't until I don't know. I guess I, I should say until my husband went to Cambodia on a mission trip in 1996 that he really, he really came to Christ. Mm. Before that, I was sort of, but we still didn't understand what it meant to have a personal walk with Jesus. And then we started reading books like the stories of George Mueller and um, hearing sermons from certain preachers that bring it to very personal walk, you know, um, Anyway, that it's just it became more and more of a personal journey for me over the years, and um, you know the Lord has helped me overcome so much. Um, as a child, I I learned to be very angry, and so God has helped me to overcome to a great degree that that anger and to learn to submit to Him so that it doesn't it doesn't take over. You know, I know that tendency is still there as soon as I let go of His hand, mm. and so it's just been a real encouragement to me to stay connected with him. And then with this ministry, it's been a walk of faith and drawing near to Christ and seeing him as vital to every decision in our lives. Our, our dependence upon him is so great, you know, has to be so great because if we trust ourselves for a second, we're dead meat. And so mm. it's just like, it's been a growth for us since the nineties, basically. So what I hear you saying is you you have to be intentional with the Holy Spirit every single day. Yes, every single all, moment. all the time. Yeah. 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 And learning to learning to walk with him through no matter what comes. So an unintentional point that you made maybe is you and John and others are doing these international global ministry things 
but you've got this couple in Oregon who has found their own ministry to ensure that people develop their relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. My point in that is not everybody has to go out into the far-flung fields. Not no. everyone has to be in, intrepid in a jungle. No. Just find where the Lord has placed you and find where you can serve him. Right, right. I would encourage everybody to prayerfully seek what God would have them do, starting where they are, because you can't just go quickly. Most of the time, you've got something to deal with, some loose ends to tie up, you know. Mm-hmm. If you quit a job, you have at least two weeks notice there, Passports, right? So exactly, visas. right. So you've got, you've got time on your side. So start seeking God and see what he wants you to do where you are, and then he can lead you further as long as you continue to seek to be doing his will. If we're in the middle of God's will, then we're in a safe place and we'll be happier than anywhere else. I'm convinced that there's something for everyone to do in ministry and that something could change as the seasons of their life change. Yes. So there may be something, well, I don't really want to do that forever. It's okay. Maybe do that for a week, do that for a month, do that for a couple of years, so forth. Um, And then just let the Lord lead. He doesn't always take us from point A, B to C. Sometimes he takes us from A to Z and then brings us back to C. Right. And sometimes he doesn't even let us use the talents and skills he's already given us. He challenges us to do something besides that. Stretching. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Um, We certainly hope you've been encouraged by the program today. We have more to come. Remember, you can give at missionsunlight.org and you can share this program with anybody right now. Thanks for doing both or either. Natalie will be back with more. We'll be back with more Mission Sunlight Chat in a moment. Our salvation is a day-to-day matter, isn't it? The real principle of the Sabbath is reconnecting ourselves with the Creator. We must learn to abide in Jesus now. We move ahead with our mission objectives, recognizing that we are serving together the Most High God. Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. Natalie Wood from Jesus for Asia. Thanks so much for joining us today. You and John have just opened up with your team a new ministry headquarters in Collegedale, Tennessee. That's super exciting. It is. It is really amazing. And it's it's totally a God thing. It was more than we would ever have expected. We were looking for a smaller move into a slightly larger space, and God gave us a huge space to work with. So plenty of room for growth at this point. So some people don't think that bricks and mortar are that exciting when it comes to ministry, but it is necessary Right. What does this new uh, facility do for you that you didn't have before? It gives us room for more workers. It gives us room, more parking, which is a huge thing. We didn't have that before. It also gives us additional studio space as well as uh, we call it our prayer center. It's a meeting hall Mm -hmm. and we can hold training there or different things. We had an in discipleship seminar there the week before last. And then this last week we had a faith camp there. So it just gives us the opportunity to have events there that are going to further the gospel. So, um, yeah, much, much opportunity for growth. So as you can see, we're in our five foot by nine foot studio here. It's uh, cozy in here. Yes, it is. And, um, 
It doesn't take that much space to be able to do ministry, though, does it? Right. No, it doesn't. But this allows you to expand and do more. You mentioned studio. Tell me about that. Well, our studios, I'm trying to remember the size, and I can't remember. John would be able to tell you right off the top of his head. We have two smaller studios, um, slightly larger than the space we've been using in our garage for seven years. Is video recording, audio recording? It's for video recording. We also do have a small uh, audio recording booth that's a little bit shorter than this, but about the same width. And so um, just for doing voiceovers, that kind of thing. Mm Um, in there. So working on soundproofing right now, because everything really echoes Mm -hmm. and especially the one with the high ceiling, one of them has a higher ceiling than the other. Okay. So anyway, John's trying to decide which, which studio our JFA now set for our three EBN show is going to go into. And so just outfitting everything at this point. So big new ministry headquarters, really exciting. Everything's done. You can just rest on your laurels and be excited. No plans for the future. Absolutely not. Tell us about it. Absolutely not. We are in prayer continually to see what God wants us to do, to see that he sends the people that he knows need to be working with us with the skills that he knows we need. We have, (laughs) we have a lot of a lot of different areas of need where we don't have enough workers. And so we just want God to send the right people. So continual prayer for his plan for the growth. We know that this bigger building with more people also means expansion of the work in the field. Mm-hmm. And so we're being asked to come into into new areas. There's a new school that's been requested, several new schools that have been requested. So it's just, it's just we're seeing how God is wanting to expand which we recognize even more our dependence upon him. We can't sit and rest on anything. There's absolutely no way. It's way too short of time for that. Amen. Sounds big. (laughs) Yeah, we're not interested in making our own plans either. It's got to be his plan, his way, um, because he's in charge. Amen. Keep it all in his his hands and it'll it'll go just exactly as it should. Right, right. Natalie, before we wrap up the program, I wonder if you just, uh, for those viewers that are watching, just look at the camera there, or for those that are listening, just speak from your heart to their heart, um, some word of encouragement. You know, God has big plans for each one of us. He has a place for each one of us in his work. And how can we know that unless we're connected to him? So I just encourage each one to seek God all day, every day. I mean, every time you think of him, every time you see a challenge, every time you have a a thought of some trial that's come in your past, even just connect with him and ask him for help in everything. Let him have all your bitterness, forgive everybody that you can that's hurt you, or that's come in your way. And just let God have every part of your life, especially your future, because he has big plans for your future. He might want you in ministry, in some foreign land somewhere, he might want you in ministry right where you are, but he knows where you're going to be happiest serving him and others. And so I just encourage each one to humble ourselves before God, seek his will for our lives, depend upon him for absolutely everything. And he will give you the joy of your heart. He will give you dreams that you never even would have considered on your own. And may God bless you as you seek him. Amen. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks for sharing that from your heart. Um, how can people connect with Jesus for Asia? We have a website, Jesus, the number four, Asia.org. And we also are on Facebook and on several other um, 
social media platforms. But we also have a phone number, 423-413-7321. People can call our office and speak with someone there, and they you know, will answer any questions that they might have. And the website again? Jesus, the number four, Asia. Dot org. Jesusforasia.org. Thanks so much for sharing that. Thanks for being on the program today. Oh, you're welcome. That is today's program from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. This has been Mission Sunlight Chat with our guest Natalie Wood from Jesus for Asia. I'm Christopher Beeson, your host in our today engineer today. Uh, director of production is Jordan Wagner. We thank you for joining us. We thank you for sharing our show with your friends via text, email, on your social media platforms. We also thank you for your gifts and your prayers, but especially your prayers. That's all today from our studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This is Mission Sunlight Chat. <laughs>